Before we start this podcast, I want to definitely remind you of a sponsor for Fresh of the Word, 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. In a world of wrestling where there's hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. So if you'd like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or even Zubaz, then drop them a line at 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20apparel.com. And also check out their enamel pin line. It's super cool. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bummy, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yell about it though. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grindin' shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kids, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 All right, welcome to the Fresh the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. And my guest for this episode is comic artist and illustrator Sweeney Boo. She uh, is currently living in Montreal, but she grew up in the southwest of France. Currently, she just released her graphic novel, her first graphic novel, Eat and Love Yourself. It's a 150-page uh, story about eating disorders, depression, body dysmorphia, and ultimately uh, self-love. Also, she um, did the artwork on the Marvel action Captain Marvel uh, comic book, which is so cute because it had so many cats in it. <laughs> and uh, she's generally a, uh, a cat lover and one of the best comic artists when it comes to drawing cats. And she likes to to also draw witches. How's it going, Sweeney? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for this great introduction. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So, yeah, like I said, um, you know, it looks like it's been, um, you know, a few years in the making with uh, your uh, graphic novel, Eat and Love Yourself. You, um, you, re you uh, in the past, had a, a Kickstarter uh, for it, and then uh, after that, Boom Studios uh, picked it up. Kind of, you know, talk about the journey you've uh, had with getting this book out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually started working on it back in 2015. So it's, it's been such a journey. It's been so long. Um, but at the time, I, I recovered from my eating disorder. It's been, it had been two years. 
and I really wanted to do something um, and share about it somehow. And uh, the way I do usually, or the way like a story comes to me, it's I always catch random characters here and there. And one day I just sketched Mindy, and I was like, okay, this is like this is it. I I need to do something with her. This is her. And um, so in January, was it January? Or I think it was like December, January 2017, um, we did a Kickstarter and it went really well. It was amazing. And uh, we started working on the book. Um, and a year and a half after, I went to TCAP, which is a Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Um, and I had like 20 pages, like the first 20 pages of the book and I went to portfolio reviews and I met the people at Blue Studios and I showed them the book and, uh, I don't know, it was like two months after the book was greenlit and that was it. How does it feel to, you know, have it out now? It's, you know, it's finally out in its final form. You know, how, how does that feel? It's, um scary <laughs> and also it's a relief somehow um yeah it's just like you know it, it used to be such a personal story um it's it's the, it's my first I know that like Captain Marvel came out before but it's uh, in love yourself is like it's really my first book um so it's, it's I don't know it's such a it's like a life goal that I have achieved with that and it feels great yeah, I read through it um, earlier today, and what I like about how it starts is those first few pages of it are kind of like, you know, where her where Mindy, had, she's kind of thinking about, like, the issues that she's having but not knowing how to describe it. And what I liked about that is that could, that could sort of fit into anything that anybody's kind of dealing with. And then, like, after that, it goes into, you know, the issues with, you know, you know, they have the eating disorders and everything. You know, what was your sort of your idea with those first few pages? I I just wanted to, for the people to really have, like, this idea of Mindy being, like, because she's, like, the first pages she's out, she's with her friend, she's in a club, and so most people would, like, have fun and be dancing and just like enjoy their life and she's just like not down and she's realizing it and she's she's there and she's saying she's realizing that she's not happy but she can't really know why um that's really what i wanted to yeah to share that her surrounded by people but then but she does feel like very lonely yeah because it's like yeah, like I said, like the you know the reason why I like those first few pages because like she didn't know why you know this was you know she was feeling this way, and I feel like that's the sort of sort of uh, connection that doesn't matter if you have eating disorders or any sort of other depressions or mm-hmm. any other sort of orders like that you know it's all kind of similar in certain ways. It's just a different thing. Exactly, I. I had people reaching out to me um, after they read the book being like, I don't have an eating disorder, but I have depression or I have like self-esteem issues and I really saw myself in Mindy in some ways. So I, I, I didn't really think of that 
when I made the book, but I'm so happy that many, many people can actually see themselves in the character. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, because there, you know, there's definitely those times when, like, a recurring theme in this book is that people are into her. Like, guys want to go out with her and stuff like that, but she just doesn't see herself that way. Exactly. It's like, what was important to me is that Mindy is, she is attractive. She is not... She is just, she is great. She is attractive. And um, I wanted to, for people to understand that you don't have to, what people call be fat to have like body dysphoria or being happy or whatever people think. Um, It happens to absolutely everyone. And issues with body image, like I'm pretty sure everyone had some at some point in their life. Um, it's just that they have different impacts, but, um, the real problem is the, the way she is with herself and not, I mean, the people around her did have an impact to that, about that, but her main like villain is herself. Like, this is like a really personal, you know, you know, subject that you said, like, when did you first want to tell this story? You know, cause it does take a lot of courage to, you know, do every, like write this and draw this and put it all out. You know, when, when did you first like have the inkling to want to do that? Um, when I was sick, um, and I reached out for help and I went to see, um, professionals, but I also remember, um, talking to my family and everyone around me and it was really difficult for them to understand what was happening or um, to actually take it seriously. Um, I remember it's, I I don't want to use like a specific word being bullied a little bit about it. Just being like, it's nothing, just eat. Um, And I felt so lonely and I was just like, okay, I, I, I really wanted to find something where I was just like, I could see myself in like a book or um, TV show. And um, I did find a TV show at the time. I can't remember the name, but the main character was going through exactly the same thing. And I was like, this is, I want to do something like that with what I have. I want to, I want to, I want to write a story that people can see themselves in there. Cause I needed that when I was sick. So maybe it could help someone in a way. How did you sort of like get up the courage to, to even start this? Was there anybody in your life that like, like was, you know, you could turn to, to, you know, get that courage up to even start this project? Um, no, not really. I, like I said, like I drew the character and, and she was like, she was there. And I was like, I really want to tell this story with her um no i didn't really it wasn't really something that i talked about before that with anyone like i got better um but um the people around me we were not really talking about it so i think 
the idea of making the book was like cathartic for me mm-hmm. in a way to just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to write about it. I'm going to draw about it and it's all going to be behind me and it's going to be great. And it was in a way it was really helpful. Once you drew the, uh, the Mindy character did, you know, the sort of the story kind of take on a life of its own in any way. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's also funny cause like, I, it, it is, it is a personal story, but it's also very, very different. Um, like, <laughs> I mean, there was a magic chocolate bar and everything, but, um, what I mean is like, it's not biographical or anything. So it's really, it's, um, thing. Yeah. You know, since, you know, what's the sort of, you kind of touched on it already, but, you know, what's sort of like the general feedback you get from people that, um, you know, after reading this? Um, I, there's, there's been, um, many people who like send me emails to thank me because, um, they needed it. They say that they needed it in a way where they needed to have a character that they could really identify with. So I'd say it's the main thing that comes out, and this is something that I'm I'm so so happy about. Yeah, towards you know, without giving anything away, like you know, a lot of the things that kind of happened towards the end, it was like one of those things where you kind of cheer. You're like, oh, yeah, she finally did that. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So it was it was like, and it was kind of cool that these other, there's these other characters that were kind of dealing with their own stuff in a similar way that where you kind of uh, realize that, you know, you're maybe not alone in all of this. Yeah, no, definitely. And, like, that's, that's how life is, you know, when, like, when you're in your twenties, when you're a young adult, and you're like, you're going through stuff, but everyone around you is also going through stuff. Um, so it doesn't really help, but the fact that you're like you feel even more lonely. But um, yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about um, the Captain Marvel book on um, book that you were uh, that you worked on. You know how did how did you uh, get linked up with that? Um, the funny thing is that one time where I went to portfolio reviews, I also met um, some people at IU the Volume. <laughs> and um, we, I, I did a cover for them two months after that for My Little Pony. And um, it was really great. And things like just like stopped for a bit. And then I think five months later, I got an email and they offered me if I wanted to do a sample for um, Captain Marvel without really telling me anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I did it and uh, I was, my my parents came to visit and I was like traveling in New York with them and while I was traveling I got an email telling me that um, I got got the the gig. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I I love the artwork in there. I love all the, you know, I love all your cats and anything. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you're you're definitely, um, your style is something that I really enjoy. It really uh, brings a lot to the story. Um, 
from whenever you know I first caught caught on to your your work, like even your doodles are really excellent. You know, so I really love your style. Wow, it, uh, thank you so much. I I I hear like a lot that I have a style. I don't really realize it. Um, and I don't know, but thank you so much. No, there, I don't know how to describe it, but there's something that is like, yo, that's like Sweeney Boo's style, you know? Like, I can see <laughs> that there's a similarity in everything that you kind of bring. Like, when you're, you know, whether you're doing you're doing Captain, Captain Marvel or you're uh, doing your graphic novel, what, you know, how do you want your, you know, illustrations to complement the story? I, um, well, for Marvel Action Captain Marvel, the story is really light. And so I feel like with, with my work, it's, I really want my work to be warm and welcoming, you know, like it feels like just, I want it to be nice to look at. Um, what I like about Even Love Yourself is that I wanted this, my style to be cartoony and colorful but tell a, a very heavy story. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. It, yeah, definitely. Um, that's what, that's another thing that I liked about it, that it was like this, it wasn't, you know, a cartoony look to it, but you know, you're t talking about the serious subjects, but, um, it, it was a, it was a nice balance. Yeah. That's, um, when I grew up, I read, I don't know if you know, Skydol. Um, it's, um, it, it's a comic book by Alison Zorbucci and Barbara Canepa. And it's like, it's very Disney looking. It's very pink and pretty. And the story is so, so heavy. But when I was 15 and I read that, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this idea of like such a big contrast. Right, right. So, um, what's, you know, ultimately, ultimately, you know, what kind of stuff do you, do you see yourself doing in the future? You know, what are some, is, is there anything that's like just locked in your head that you, a type of thing that you want to do? Well, I don't, I mean, like there is like stuff in the works that I'm really excited about, um, that I can't really talk about, <laughs> but, of course. um, Really, I, I'm i thankful enough that, like, I really just started last year, you know, like, I've, I've worked many, many years to, to be able to do comics, but I've, I've started really seriously a year ago. So I'm really excited to, like, anything, any, any opportunity I get at the moment. Um, every, there's so many things that I would love to work on, Um I'm having the best time working with Archie Comics, and it's not. Um, I mean, everyone knows that I would love to, to, to like to do interiors with Archie Comics, um, and I would also love maybe to like try myself with other Marvel or DC characters for sure. You know, like you said, you've been like basically serious with, uh, or you know in this for just like a year, you know, after doing years of hard work, what do you think is sort of the reason why, 
maybe now you're getting attention with uh, with your work. I don't know. It feels like it's like being at the right place at the right moment, kind of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like I did work a lot, and it it does. I, I know it also like comes from like years of hard work, but it it feels like a bit of luck too. Um, somehow. Um, but if I can be honest, I moved to Canada four years ago and I felt like moving and starting going to cons to the, in the U S and everything and meeting people, um, helped a lot to feel like I, I could belong in the industry and, um, yeah, that's something that really helps. You know, how was that transition to move into uh, Canada? It was, uh, it was, it was really interesting. Um, <laughs> that's something I've always wanted. I never, weirdly, I've never really felt like I belong in, in, in France. It's, it's, it's weird. Like it's, it's my country and everything, but you know, like I really wanted to have that feeling of like, oh, I feel at home somehow. Yeah. Um, and I, I found it right away when I moved here. Um, the, um, or the comic industry is like way different in Europe and um, here in, in North America, everyone is just so nice and <laughs> welcoming. And, you know, like everyone's like, Oh, I just met you and now you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I'm, I'm going to stay here forever if I can. <laughs> what, was, what were some of the first things that you did when you, uh, when you moved to Canada? Really, I hung out with French people. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're in Montreal, you know. So. <laughs> but like, I my like my first year, my biggest group of friends were like we were all like immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, I gotta say, you you uh, speak English very well. I mean, like I didn't at the time, but it's just because like. I feel like when you move to a country, you wanna you wanna be close to people who are having the exact same experience that like that you you're having. Right, that's a good um, way of sliding in and getting your feet wet. You know, is exactly. Right. Um, like, but Montreal is really like bilingual and everything, so yeah. there's just like there's just so much going on here, really. Yeah, I, I I've only been to Montreal once, and that was like in two thousand and. 12, I think in August of 2012, um, my, a friend of mine, uh, um, was living there for a few years and I went to go and I stayed with her and her family. And, um, I, I really enjoyed it out there. Um, it's funny, like the joke that people have out there or just, I mean, I guess maybe Canadians have is that, um, out in, uh, you know, Montreal, they speak two languages, uh, French and English, but they don't speak them either of them well. I would say it's like for on the French side, it's like British and American, you know. It's right, like, right. You, they you got their the same language, but it's different. Yeah, they got their their French Canadian language that like they're like, yo, what's this, man? <laughs> all, all I knew of Quebecois when I grew up was that like if I downloaded a movie wrong. It was like the French Canadian version, 
and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I knew of it, um, which is quite funny. No, another thing, another thing, you know, I could say about uh, Montreal was, you know, because of like a lot of the streets and roads are like up and down hilly and stuff. And like people walk a lot is that yeah. the women out there have really nice legs. <laughs> well, it's not something that I've noticed, but I guess so. <laughs> and also women know how to uh, walk in heels out there. Probably. Because of the, all of that. Uh, I should look more for that. I never noticed, really. That's something I know, man. Okay, I'm here. In, I'm here in Michigan, here in Detroit, like, and a lot of women don't, you know, walk great in heels. And there's a thin line of, you know, walking in heels being terrible and sexy, you know. And what I what I notice is out in Montreal, they can they can damn near run in heels out there, and it looks very sexy. <laughs> Well, good for them because wearing heels is the worst. Right, right. But I was just like, the whole time I'm there, I'm like, dang, man. Like, I'm just, because I was like in a part of town where there was a lot of bars and clubs and stuff one night. And I'm just like, all these women have nice legs. And then they, I'm like, they can all walk pretty good in them heels, too. So I started <laughs> asking people. I started, started asking people. I'm like, like, am, am, am I right about this? And they're like, yeah, dude, you're totally right about that. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know i you know i give it up to uh to the montreal women out there like they're, <laughs> they're doing good things out there and another another thing about montreal that i i really well it's it just kind of funny to me is that here here in like michigan we have like road construction all the time and it seemed like the same way in montreal that there was road construction everywhere when I was there. It's terrible, especially because, like, they can't do anything during the winter. Right. So, basically, when, like, like spring starts, it's, like, construction until, like, the end, until the first snow. Well, and it's everywhere. Like, literally, when I was driving up, because I drove up there, the moment I crossed from Ontario into Quebec... The road changed instantly from oh, like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> from being like super soft to being like, what's this? <laughs> it's all broken. It's all and like if I was like on an expressway, like and I needed and I and I knew I needed to get off at a, a upcoming exit, it wouldn't even be. It would be until I got to the exit that it would uh, say that it's closed. There wouldn't be anything like like, you know, a few miles of kilometers down the road that would say it's closed. No, out there in Quebec, it would just be like, oh, it's closed when I get there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is, this is just like being in Michigan. It literally felt like I was in Michigan. The, um, the Montreal construction are just, are just like so famous that, um, so the, the cone that they use. Um, oh my God, those cones. Like yes. A little character. Yo, th those cones, like... Like literally was like that scared me, man. I was like seeing them cones for like weeks afterwards in my nightmares, man. <laughs> yeah, I totally. You know what? I totally forgot about those. Thank you for reminding me. Those. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> those those cones were very. <laughs> those cones Weird, were weirdly. I, I miss them right now because I don't know if I'm going to see many this summer. But yeah. 
<laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but oh man, yeah, that was. But no, no, I, I liked I liked Montreal. It was it was cool. Uh, you know, I was out there uh, in August, so the weather was super nice. Um, like the sun rose at like four a.m which was like crazy. I'm like, people can like leave the bar and um, it's daylight out. <laughs> and I was like, dang, this is like, this is crazy, you know? Um, but no, it, it was fun out there. Um, like, uh, but I haven't been back since then, but it was like, it, it was, it was a cool trip. Like I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Montreal, Montreal is like, you, there's a lot to do here. It's really what's, fun. What's some of your, what's some of the things that you like doing when you're not, you know, when we're not in a global pandemic and, <laughs> um, you're not doing any artistic work? Um, well, that's hard because <laughs> I work pretty much all the time, honestly. Um, not because like, I'm like, Oh, um, I don't know. Like I, I just love working. <laughs> But um, otherwise, I we go to like a lot of concerts, um, we go to movies. We used to, I mean. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. In re- in the in the in the old days when all those day all the, all that time way back yonder when we could go to concerts. Way back two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems so yeah. far away. It really does. Like, I was like, what is the last movie that I saw in theater? It felt like last year. And it's like, it's Birth of Prey. And it came out in February. It's so <laughs> weird. But um, going on bike rides is amazing in Montreal. That's uh, something that I usually do. And oh, I bet. I'm missing a lot. Yeah. What kind of what kind of music you are into? Because you said you go to concerts. I'm into, like... I love 80s music. I love the B-52s, and I love, like, Fleetwood Mike and everything. Um, but I like um, small indie rock bands. Okay. And there is there is a festival in Montreal every summer, um, Pop Montreal, um, that takes place, like, all around the city. So you have, like, a lot of bands coming to, like, small venues. Okay, yeah. And it's usually, uh, it's usually a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. I like the, I like those sort of um, those festivals like that, where you get to see um, just those little bands and all these di- different like hole in the wall venues all across town. Yeah, yeah, and it usually lasts from like May to September, so there's there's quite a lot of uh, artists that can come by. Right, right. Yeah, like um. I you know I regularly like a few times a year uh, go out to Toronto. It's like one of my favorite places in the world. You know, well not <laughs> not like I've been to a lot of places, but Toronto feels like a second home to me. That's so cool. Yeah, like so yeah like so like when you mentioned that you know you uh, went to TCAF, um, uh, t- and that's where like you got linked up with people to you know for your projects and stuff. Yeah, I went like last year and I loved it. Oh, TCAF is like my favorite festival. It's and like it's, it's it's the best con. Everyone is amazing, and it's just like it's for us. It's right at the end of winter. Yeah, and it's like it's like it's beginning of May, and usually spring starts like earlier in in Ontario. So yeah, for me, when I go to TCAF, it's like it is spring. 
the sun is here. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it because it's like, okay, when I go to the big cons and everything, I spend most of my time in the artist alley section anyways. So mm -hmm. TCAF is just if the artist alley was just the con. <laughs> exactly exactly and, it's, and I, it's a huge artist alley and it's free and uh it's a really great library yeah it's, it's so it's so dope and it's like and what i liked about it is like there's just this variety of artists from yeah yeah you know all sorts of you know gender identity and sexual identity people of color you know you're getting all of that you know yeah and you're getting all these people who have just like the DIY zines and uh, it, it comes from like all the way from just like, like copy printed stuff that, you know, that they put together to, you know, bigger published books, you know, you get all of it there and it's super fun. Exactly. And everyone is, is like mixed together, which is the way it should be. And I love that. Yeah. Everybody's like together and, and you can just like sort of, kick it with somebody that, you know, you probably have ne never met before, you know? Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, like, I love, I love, like, big cons. I, I love New York Comic Con. It's also one of my favorites. But, you know, you usually have this section with, like, the publishers and then, like, there's, like, published artists or, like, the really, like, famous artists and everything. And um, TCAST used to be that you had another building with the artists like the Marvel and DC artists. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, I don't want to say anything wrong, but I think they like, they mixed everyone together again. Last year, it seemed like everybody was kind of mixed in together. They, Amazing. I, I think they kind of, um, I, I think more so they kind of, um, category, you know, put everybody by kind of like what medium they're using. Like all the mm -hmm. all like the zine people were kind of in their own sort of section, or like small press printing stuff like that, and it wasn't necessarily like big and small. It was just like I think maybe more towards like what your medium was, you know, as Lord, yeah, and instead of like popularity or how big you were, exactly, which shouldn't shouldn't matter, but. Yeah, it was, but yeah, no, I, that was like literally one of my favorite thing, you know, favorite, uh, you know, conventions to go to. And it was, it was super fun. And, um, and I, and I already like going to Toronto. So it was like uh, a great thing to, you know, another good thing to, uh, to really like look into and, and discover. Yeah, definitely. I hope, uh, in the future we get to like go more. Yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of bummed we're going through this uh, global pandemic, so that's not going to happen, you know, or whatever. Yeah, me too, because, like, I I tabled at TCAP, like, in so 2016, and other than that, I used to just go, like, a visit and everything, but this year, I had a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was really happy. Oh, well. Yeah, and last year, I even, um, um, put in a uh, a request to like be a professional because of my podcast and everything and i got mm -hmm. to uh moderate one of the panels that was going on there oh that's so cool yeah i know yeah i never i never moderated a panel before but i was just like 
yo, let me see if they can, uh, if they, you know, pick me to do some stuff, you know? How did that go? Oh, it, it was super fun, you know? It was nice to, like, kind of get my feet wet in that, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's almost like doing a podcast, but, like, in front of people, you know? <laughs> so, like, did you, did you do it more since, or, like, are you planning on? Like, I haven't done any since, but that's something I would kind of, like, would, you know, like to do again, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in some way. So, but, no, that was super fun. It was just something that, like, you know, you just kind of jump in and be like, hey, let me try this, you know? Like, but the only thing only thing I had trouble with was all those, um, like, the native names that are kind of, um, like, the native tribe names and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they give you this whole, like, script of things to say at the beginning of the panel. And, um... There's all these like, um, like this is presented by a bunch of different native tribes, and it's all these really hard to say names. And I totally flubbed it up, and everybody in the audience was just could say them perfectly. And it was just like it was telling me how to do them. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I tried to like, I tried to practice, but I, I still just kind of messed them up. And like everybody in the audience knew them perfectly. Upgraded. <laughs> okay, so um, you know, this is a question I like to ask people. Uh, you know, during these interviews, is like, what's sort of a nugget of knowledge when it comes to your life and career that anybody listening to this, it doesn't matter what sort of avenue of artistry that they're in, could sort of project into their own life. Oh, um. I don't know. It's just, it's a really hard one. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'd say that like, um, I, I love witches a lot and I draw a lot of witches <laughs> all the time. And that's, uh, I feel like, I feel like that's one thing that, um, yeah. Or better, work. or better yet. Here's a better question. What sort of, What's sort of a lesson that you've learned looking back to the, the struggles that you've had with your um, eating disorder and putting that onto a story of your own that there's a lesson. What lesson could that, you know, that you maybe learned during that time anybody could sort of get from that? I wish uh, that someone at the time told me that um, loving myself was important. That you that that you have an eating disorder or no self love is like really important. Um, it's self care, which is something that it really didn't understand or didn't do. Um, so I just wish someone wouldn't have to like go through that to to like understand it or hear it. Um, yeah, self care, self love, it's really important. Yes, yes. Like uh, yeah, that was one thing that you know I really got from reading uh eat and love yourself is that there's so many times that i wanted to jump into the book and just like hug mindy and just be like yo you are you're you're cool and you're cute and you're 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 just fine the way you are and it's like that really came out in this book yeah it's just like i like when you go through that it's just so hard like people even if people tell you like you're 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 great, you're like, but I'm not. Right. So 
yeah, that that's what I wanted to like show. Like show, I wanted for people to, to like realize that she is, but how like it's just like impossible to her to like understand that. Just impossible. Yeah, because you know I've gone through a lot of you know a lot of years of having depression and not really knowing and and being like okay my my thing isn't as serious as other people so why should i even you know try to bring it up you know but like over the past three years um you know i quit drinking first and then i started i started going to therapy then um i uh you know been on medication after that and then uh this past uh fall i you know you know, I came out as, you know, gender non-binary and queer and um, kind of pansexual when it comes to that. And through that journey, it's just like, it made, all, during each one of those sort of steps, it made things make more sense that I was dealing with before that maybe I didn't think was connected, you know? So it's like, I, I understand to, to the points where you're like, like you you feel like whatever's you know going on in your mind is like i can't like i can't get past this and people like are they're just lying to me or they don't know what they're talking about when they say you know i'm awesome or whatever you know but now like i understand that when somebody says something like that that hey maybe they're uh you know, maybe they're right. You know, there is a difference between someone genuinely saying that you're awesome or you're pretty or you're cool in comparison to somebody who's bullshitting you. You know, it just sounds different. Exactly. And, like, first of all, good for you. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I I totally agree with you. I'm still, I'm even if I did that, like, I made that book, and so I'm still at the point where I'm, like, struggling with all of this, like, self-love and everything. But... And it's so good to hear that you like you got there. Yeah, it's so yeah. It was it. That was just something that I really got. I really connected in with your with your book. So like that was. So yeah, hopefully you know, want you know want everybody that they can to go ahead and read eat eat and love yourself. It's out now, uh, via Boom Studios. Um. Before we get out of here, is um, you know, is there anything else that you uh, you can plug at this time that you're working on right now? I know you said before there's a bunch of things you can't talk about, but um, is there anything that you can talk about? I know you got your your you got your uh, your shop open on your website. Yes, yes, I actually just reopened my online store, um, um, and it's like swinibusswinibu.com. Um, and other than that, there's like nothing that I can actually talk about at the moment except that um, well Captain Marvel Arc 2 is gonna come eventually <laughs> oh yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> just because of the pandemic everything has been uh, pushed back and everything but this is something to look forward to yeah it's awesome yeah I might need to uh, I might need to cop the uh, the Kickstarter version the book and rewards of uh eat and love yourself man because that looks that package looks really dope and um one of my other favorite uh comic book artists is uh mirka and i love oh my her gosh, shit. She's amazing. oh yeah 
yeah, I met her at a, I finally met her at a C2E2 um, a couple months ago. And um, like I got a little sketch from her in her that she did in like one of her uh, sketchbooks and stuff like that. So it was like super cool to like finally meet her. Yeah, she's such a lovely person too. Yeah, she's so yeah, she's such a lovely person and all of her books are like so crazy and like dirty and shit like that and I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, this is coming from her? <laughs> cool. All right. All right, Sweeney, it's been great talking with you. Um where can um, I know you just kind of mentioned it, but uh, where can people go online to get more information about you, follow you online, see all your your great drawings and your doodles and your <laughs> witchy stuff? You know, where can people go online? Well, if you look for Sweeney Boo, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much all I use. I'm on Facebook, I guess. Um, um, and yeah, but mostly uh, I post a lot on my Instagram. <laughs> Hey yo, thank you for listening to this episode of Fresh is the Word, hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash fresh of the word. Intro theme music by Foulmouth, Shimmy Bango, and Knox Money. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh of the word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh of the Word. For more information about Fresh of the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.